Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. How will you reduce your taxes in retirement, generate income, pay for the skyrocketing cost of health care, and get more from your Social Security benefits? Welcome to the Get More Retirement Radio Show with Bruce Smith from the Wealthcare Investment Center. Bruce is a number one Amazon best-selling author, an Ed Slot elite advisor, and he has over 35 years of financial planning experience. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can help you overcome the toughest challenges in retirement today. And now, here's your host, Bruce Smith. You know, one of the most famous quotes from Warren Buffett is, be fearful when others are greedy, and be greedy when others are fearful. Welcome back to the Get More Retirement Radio program. I'm Bruce Smith, and today we're talking about four investing lessons that we've learned from previous stock market corrections that can help you avoid making a critical financial mistake. You know, in this segment, we're going to talk about the hidden opportunities during stock market volatility or a significant stock market correction. Now, think about what that says hidden opportunities during the stock market volatility or a significant stock market correction. See, that's the key. It's all about opportunity. What are the opportunities that are presented to you? You know, and depending on how you've constructed a portfolio, that's really going to determine what those opportunities are in during in or during different market conditions. So, you know, if, if all the market is is going down and you had 100% of your money in the stock market, you don't see much opportunity there, do you? <laughs> you know, and if you have all your money in the bond market, you know, and interest rates go up and you're using bond mutual funds, you may see interest rates going up and a decline in your portfolio. That's not a great opportunity. You know, the challenge is that, you know, Wall Street with their asset allocation strategies has always said, oh, well, we'll just, we'll create a portfolio that has kind of a mix to it. So we'll have some in, some in stocks, some in bonds. This will buffer the returns. It won't be as wild of a roller coaster ride. You know, but if, in most cases, you're going to sacrifice return in return in, in exchange for that reduced expected volatility. Notice I said expected volatility. I'm very concerned about what's going on in the overall financial marketplace right now. Because, you know, we have a perfect storm sitting here in front of us that most people don't talk about. And Wall Street doesn't talk about it. Wall Street likes to talk about the stock market. They don't talk as much about the bond market. You know, it's almost like a second tier that just doesn't get near the press. Because everybody is pounding those, those numbers they see daily. What's going on in the stock market? People can probably tell you what the Dow did. Almost everyone can tell you what they heard about the S&P. They'll tell you what they heard about Facebook or Apple or Microsoft or Netflix or what have you. But if you say, tell me what's going on in the bond market, they kind of go, huh? <laughs> you know, now they have 20 or 30 or 40% of their money in the bond market. But it's not something they talk a lot about. But when I say this is a perfect storm, here's what we're facing. Because we've seen interest rates that have declined, declined, declined. I mean, every person I talk to that is that is a baby boomer that's, you know, near 60 or, or 60 plus, you know, probably three out of four will say, talk something about, I remember when CD rates were 13%. I remember when my savings account paid me 6%. I remember when. And they go on and on and on. So what have we seen? We've seen... Interest rate, first of all, the only reason a CD ever paid 13% is because we were in super inflation during the Carter years. 
you know, we've seen interest rates go down. And as they go down, bond fund values go up because they've got a portfolio of higher yielding bonds they're holding than what you can buy in the marketplace today. And that's why they look so strong. And people have seen some pretty nice returns. Well, you know, going, I do, I'm doing a lot better on these bond funds than I ever expected to. Well, that's true. But, it, but you know, the day of reckoning is coming. So interest rates dropped and dropped and dropped. Bond funds look great. You know, people are going, hey, this is, this is wonderful. I'm making money in the stock market. So that percentage of their portfolio, if it's 50 or 60 or 70%, that's raising up. That's doing very well in a raging bull market, the longest in history. And then, my God, even the stuff I have over here in my bond funds, those things have been going up. So I'm, go I'm going up on both sides of the fence. This thing is just growing leaps and bounds. It's like spring and flowers are everywhere. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, guess what? Think about that for a moment. Just stop and think. If you were seeing amazing growth on the market side and amazing growth on the bond side, you know, there's always two sides to the market. You know, risk is a double-edged sword. When you talk about risk, you know, I mean, I always say Wall Street, the banks, the insurance companies, you know, they want to shine this million candle power light on how much money you can make. But over in the shadows or even over in the darkness is how much money you can lose. You know, the perfect, the perfect wonderfulness, the perfect sunshine day, the perfect weather was when you said, hey, I'm making all this money on the Wall Street side and I'm making all this money on the bond side. Life is good. That's great. But the way that it groweth, it can tumbleth. And guess what? Now what are we seeing? Interest rates are going up. Bond funds are tending downward. Yields are at a record low on a lot of the bonds. And we're seeing volatility in the stock market. So what does that tell us? You know, the good times were very good, which means the bad times can be very bad because you have this perfect storm of declining values from the bond side of the world and declining values, significant declining values potentially from the stock market decline. You know, so in this, in this segment, you know, Wall Street is kind of giving us the, the media coverage of this. And this is what they're going to tell you, you know, throughout this. They're going to say tough times could be great buying opportunities. You know, there's all kinds of people who, who sold at the bottom of the market, you know, and, and, and during the financial crisis, and they didn't buy anything. But at the same time, somebody bought those holdings, and they rode them back up. You know, we had a phenomenal example recently um, when you talk about opportunities in the market. Uh, one of the things that we we talk about and, and we show people is, you know, it kind of we don't use bonds and bond portfolios in most of our in most of our accounts. We don't do it. We use principal protected growth assets that are typically linked to a market index, the Dow, the Nikkei, the S and P, what have you. But people look for those opportunities to grow their money when the market is up, but they don't want to lose money when the market is down. I don't think there's any question. The most the most powerful financial market on the planet is the U.S. stock market. You know, this is still the hottest market on the planet, but, you know, it's obviously going through its volatility phase here. So if you can make more money in the stock market, you know, can you participate in those gains? And I want to read you something. This is from, it was called Investing in Life Lessons on How to Get Rich, Become Successful, and Dominate Your Personal Finance from the Greatest Investor of All Time, which was Warren Buffett. And Ashton Marshall was the author of this book, but this is called Life Lesson Number Two, Be Averse to Loss. This is Warren now. He says, there are too many investors on Wall Street who measure performance based solely on their returns gained. So 
the way I look at my portfolio is how much money did I make? How much am I making? And he said, while this is a good and sensible measure itself, a better measure would be a risk-adjusted return. And then he gives a warning. Do not strive to generate every last dime of profit, at least in the potential sense. Because if you do so, you expose yourself to unnecessary and harmful risk. Unnecessary and harmful risk. Rather, it's more advisable to make capital preservation one of your leading goals. Now, what did we say earlier? We said Warren Buffett's first rule of money is don't lose money. Warren Buffett's number two rule is don't forget rule number one. So here he's saying it's more advisable to make capital preservation one of your leading goals. And here's how this works. By staying focused on this, your natural gravitation will be toward investments or a portfolio that has more upside potential as opposed to more downside potential. Now think about that. You know, you have to be, here you have to be objective as you look at your portfolio, or if you're working with a financial professional, they need to be objective as we are and say, look, here's what the upside looks like, but here's what the downside looks like. And we mathematically want to understand that at any given point, you know, we've talked for years now, we, we own the trademark on this, it's called portfolio DNA. And, you know, so for every person out there, your portfolio, we can look at a full market cycle. So we can take the 08 crash into account during the downturn. We can look at the raging bull market since. But we can look at two numbers, and that is, number one, what was the average rate of return for that, that full market cycle for your portfolio? And what was the risk factor, the technical term, standard deviation for that period? But the risk factor. So I always say your average return is kind of the median. And then if you were to you know, look at the low and look at the high, that's the risk factor. That's the swing factor. That's the standard deviation. You have an average return of six and a half, which sounds low for people, but if you take into account the crash, that's probably very realistic. We see that quite often in that range, around six, six and a half, seven. But you have a swing factor of 12 or 14. So, you, so the potential for loss is actually greater than the potential for gain when you look at this. And that's, that's what Warren is talking about. Look for a portfolio that has capital preservation as a leading goal, and you want gravity gravitation toward a portfolio that has more upside potential as opposed to more downside potential. We talked earlier about protecting principal as part of the portfolio to help smooth the return. So there, your, your upside potential is a positive number, but your downside potential from the market is zero. So if that's the case and you use that instead of using bonds, you know, you have, you have the potential of having even better returns on the upside than bonds, but you don't have any downside. And then this was the final thing he said. If you do that, so if you naturally gravitate toward a portfolio that has more upside potential as opposed to more downside potential, this will work just about perfectly in helping your returns. Now, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? But here's what it took for me to finally understand this, and it's this. If you have $100 and you lose 50% of it, you have $50. Now, if you start with $50 and you make 50% on that, you'll have $75. Notice what I did there. $100, I lose 50%, I have 50. I make 50%, I only have 75. To get back to even, I have to successfully stress the money and successfully earn double the return to get me back to that original $100 starting point. So the impact of the downside is not 
linear. It's not equal to the upside because when you lose that money, rebuilding it, you have to have a superior rate to get there. You know, that's true risk management. That's true portfolio management. That is one of the big keys of what you've got to be looking at. So when we talk about buying opportunities, one of the greatest opportunities is you don't have to stress your money near as hard if you didn't lose it in the first place. But the way you don't lose it is not be emotional, but have you stress tested your portfolio in advance? During our final segment, we come back, we're going to talk about one of the most underrated pillars of retirement planning. And this should be your first priority right now. If you're lucky enough to retire during a bull market, you're on easy street. But if you retire during sustained market volatility or a bear market, well, that's when things get a lot more difficult. In this scenario, savings and investing alone won't be enough. You need a plan, a comprehensive financial game plan. And that's why we've put something together just for the listeners on the show today. We will create a customized financial game plan specifically for you and we're not gonna charge you a dime. It's called our Get More Retirement Plan. This is often an 18-page written game plan designed to help you make your money go a lot further in retirement. And it includes strategies to best manage and reduce your exposure to market risk, control healthcare costs, combat inflation, and maximize your retirement income. The best part is that unlike most retirement plans, ours includes a defensive tax strategy that could help you save tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes during your retirement years. And we see savings like this all the time. Now, we would love to do this for everyone, but we're just offering this to qualified listeners who call us today. If you've saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, schedule your initial analysis now by calling us at 888-888-5601. Many advisors charge thousands of dollars for a customized financial game plan, but we're not going to charge you a dime and there's no strings attached. To schedule your initial analysis, call us at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You're listening to the Get More Retirement Radio Show with Bruce Smith. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can make your money go a lot further in retirement. And now, here's your host, Bruce Smith. Soaring inflation, the Russia-Ukraine conflict, rising interest rates, and a tightening of the monetary policy by the Fed. You know, these are the events that have triggered our significant stock market volatility. But what matters now is not what happens to the stock market, but how you respond to it. Welcome back to the Get More Retirement Radio program. I'm Bruce Smith, and today we've been talking about the four investing lessons we've learned from the previous stock market corrections, and they can help you avoid a critical financial mistake. So coming up in this segment, what's the single most important thing that you can do right now that could help minimize your downside market risk? You know, so in this lesson, your best defense is to do this. Update and rebalance your investment portfolio now. I read that again. Update and rebalance your investment portfolio now. I think the more important term today is the word update. You know, too many people are using the same strategy overall that Wall Street has put in front of people now for 30, 40, 50 years and saying, you know, 
okay, I, whether they're using some newfangled formula or some newfangled calculator or some newfangled software, whatever it is. But the end result is you kind of have the same investments. You know, I, I mean, we see, you know, we analyze portfolios for people every single week. We're looking at millions of dollars in people's portfolios. And we see, you know, we have this collection of stocks, this collection of bonds, or this collection of stock funds and, and this collection of mutual funds on the bond side. You know, whatever, whatever that, that unique mix is, depending on where they received it from, everybody has a collection of investments. Now, do they have a plan to go with that? In most cases, they do not. They simply have a collection of their 401ks, their workplace retirement, IRAs they've contributed to. They might have a Roth, different tax treatment type accounts. Uh, you know, there's just a myriad. But they have a whole collection. I can't tell you, the majority of people that, that contact us and we sit down and do a plan for, they all quite often tell us, you know, this is the first time I've ever assembled all of my accounts into one folder to be able to put things together to have you do a comprehensive plan for us. You know, think about how scary that is. You know, they've been going along, you know, working their butts off, you know, going through all the stresses that we have today in our society. You know, they're, do they're dealing with all these things, trying to hold it all together. And, but they've never taken the time to put everything together in one place. That's one of the greatest things you know, about people who have a comprehensive plan either in place or have one put together for them is because, you know, if you know what you have, then it's a lot easier to kind of see where you're going or where you could be going, you know, having a, a good understanding. So here we talk about updating and rebalancing your portfolio, you know, rebalancing, you know, opens up another whole can of worms, you know, well, so if I'm supposed to be 60, 40, but the raging bull market turned me into an 80, 20, because my stocks did much better than the bonds did, then, you know, I need to go back to a 60, 40. Well, what 20% do you sell off and put into the bond side, you know, and how often do you do that? That's, you know, that's a matter of discussion. You know, there's all kind of scholarly input there. Uh, there are people who rebalance monthly. There are people who rebalance quarterly, once a quarter. Some do it every six months. Some do it once a year. And quite often when people bring up the rebalancing question to me, they're like, Bruce, you know, you've been doing this for 36 years. You know, what's the right strategy? And I look them right in the eye and say, I have no idea. And neither does anybody else. Everybody's trying something or they're doing something, but sometimes they do things for the sake of doing them. Okay. Now, this is, what, this is what some of the financial press has to say about it. They say, consistently updating and rebalancing your portfolio is the best defense against stock market swings. Check in once a year or every six months if the, if the market's volatile like it is now. As your investments grow or shrink, your asset allocation will become skewed, which will cause your portfolio to be too aggressive or too conservative. You know, the interesting sidebar to rebalancing is that, you know, what you are doing is you're going to be taking winners where you've made the most money and you're going to be selling them and you're going to be putting them into the accounts that have made you less money or the least money. That's what rebalancing is. Because when we started, this was a good number for you, 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever it is. So let's tune it back up and put it back in that perspective. Well, you know, the problem with that is, is it an exact science? No. Is it guaranteed? to give you any significant change. No, we talked earlier about the perfect storm between bonds and stocks. 
you know, again, rebalancing, you can find yourself taking good money and throwing it in with bad money. So it's really tough. The next one I think is, is very, very important uh, is be careful reaching for yield. You know, the closer you are to retirement, the harder it is to recover from any major market corrections that catch you off guard. And that's what that worth, that's worth repeating. The closer you are to retirement, the harder it is to recover from any major market correction that catches you off guard. You have to know exactly how much you could afford to lose because time is not on your side for recouping major losses. And it's even worse if you are retired because once you're retired, if you're taking money from those accounts, now you're removing money that will not be there to regrow if it is lost. You know, you've taken it and, and made it zero because you spent it, okay? So that money's not there. Not only is it not there, it's not there for anything. You can't, you can't access it again. You've spent that money. So the portfolio is automatically shrinking because you're taking money out. Now, if the market declines, it shrinks even faster because it's the sum total of what you withdrawn plus the losses due to the market. Here we go. A properly diversified portfolio is more than just a simple mix of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You can't rely on a one-size-fits-all strategy, such as, and, and I, <laughs> you guys have heard me talk about wives' tales for so long, and I just hate thumb rules. 100 minus your age in stocks, or the 60-40 rule. You know, your asset allocation should be something totally unique to your specific situation. When we talk about market losses and how much you can afford to lose, when I ask that question to people, a lot of people just go stone-faced. You know, I mean, it, it amazes me. We see people that come to us and tell us, as we're analyzing their portfolio, they tell us how conservative they are. Then we start digging into their portfolio and we find that they're 80% in stocks. I have seen 80-year-olds with 80% stocks, and they told me that they're deathly afraid of risk and they don't take risk with their money. Yet the investment advisor or the company they're working with has put them 80% in stocks. And you're going, wait, there's a huge disconnect here, ladies and gentlemen. So that's why I'm huge on the word update as opposed to rebalance. Updating is, first of all, it should start with a clear and concise understanding, a true assessment of saying, look, here's what you have. And here's what the upside and the downside look like. Let's be honest about that. Let's give it a balanced approach. Let's talk about it so you understand. You know, if somebody comes to us and they have, you know, $700,000 in their retirement portfolio, and I said, okay, picture that as a pile of real cash sitting on your dining room table, your kitchen table, you know, bands of $100 bills stacked there. And by the way, a million dollars in $100 bills will fit in any standard briefcase. So it's hard to believe your entire financial life could fit in a financial, in a, in a briefcase. So here's this stack of money on your kitchen table. I said, now, you know, you told me that you're okay losing 20% of that. 700,000 bucks, you're okay losing 20%. I said, all right, so I'm going to take, and I'm going I'm to come out to your kitchen table, and I'm going to reach in there, and I'm going to take $140,000 off the table, put it in my coat, and leave. And I'm going to go down the street and they're going, um, wait, how much? $140,000. And it, it's amazing. And, and, and we even, we, sometimes we go through this role play. I say, let's imagine, you know, you have your 700, that your whole life savings sitting there at the kitchen table and you go in and you're watching TV, you and your wife are watching TV. And somebody comes in the back door of your house and they grab $140,000 and they run down the street. What would you do? And they're going, oh. 
I, I dial 911. Good idea. I chase after them. Okay. You know, and they go through different scenarios, what they would do. And I say, but that doesn't happen. Thank God. Nobody came into your house. Nobody broke in. Nobody took any of your money, but you get your statements due to this volatile market. And you find out that you now have $140,000. Now, most people wouldn't notice because it's not on any one statement. They've got a collection of accounts and they're not tied together in any way. You know, so they don't, they see 20,000 here, 19,000 there, 16,000 over here. And, and, and you have his accounts and her accounts. And a lot of times they don't look at them together. So there's a lot of reasons why people don't even know they've lost that amount of money. But when I make it real and I say 20% out of that $700,000, $140,000 went down the street, they're kind of like, wait a second, that's unacceptable to me. Oh, well, but you said that was okay. See, that's, I want people to understand that money, the language of money should be money. We talk in terms of dollars and cents when we're at wealth care. You know, I always say wealthy people, they always say, I gave you how many dollars and cents? It's worth how many dollars and cents? Um, you know, I've made how many dollars and cents? I've lost how many dollars and cents? I pay you how many dollars and cents? But Uncle Sam's getting how many dollars and cents? And when I'm gone, how much is left over for my kids? How many dollars and cents do they get? And how much does Uncle Sam get? And if you talk about money as the language of money, when you talk about managing money, it gets a whole lot easier and it gets a whole lot more real. That's why a lot of this, this financial press that's out there, um, you know, I mean, some, the USA Today, this was one we saw in USA Today, it says, unfortunately, baby boomers are more likely than their younger counterparts to have a portfolio in which stocks are overrepresented. And one reason for this may be that older Americans aren't rebalancing their portfolios often enough. They're not paying attention. You know, and then we talked, uh, I think on last week's show, balanced portfolios generally supported higher withdrawal rates than more equity heavy ones. Well, last week they were saying one of the best ways to, to increase that withdrawal rate is by having equity positions. You see how the press just jumps around with things? You know, our approach is very simple. You know, you should have a portfolio that is designed to test in, in advance to understand, you know, what does, what does your portfolio look like if the markets are average? What if they do great? What if they do poorly? And what can we do now to, to smooth the returns? What can we do now to protect some of those assets? And maybe even with a protection strategy that we don't, not only don't lose money, but maybe it lets us go back into the market at a much lower point. And that's something that most people are looking for. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. If you're lucky enough to retire during a bull market, you're on easy street. But if you retire during sustained market volatility or a bear market, well, that's when things get a lot more difficult. In this scenario, savings and investing alone won't be enough. You need a plan, a comprehensive financial game plan. And that's why we've put something together just for the listeners on the show today. We will create a customized financial game plan specifically for you, and we're not going to charge you a dime. It's called our Get More Retirement Plan. This is often an 18-page written game plan designed to help you make your money go a lot further in retirement, and it includes strategies to best manage and reduce your exposure to market risk, control healthcare costs, combat inflation, and maximize your retirement income. The best part is that unlike most retirement plans, ours includes a defensive tax strategy that could help you save tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes during your retirement years. And we see savings like this all the time. 
Now, we would love to do this for everyone, but we're just offering this to qualified listeners who call us today. If you've saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, schedule your initial analysis now by calling us at 888-888-5601. Many advisors charge thousands of dollars for a customized financial game plan, but we're not going to charge you a dime and there's no strings attached. To schedule your initial analysis, call us at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. Advisory services offered through the Wealthcare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through RIA Wealth Solutions, LLC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the Wealthcare Investment Center.